It's life on life's terms. Here we are, the Life on Life's Terms podcast, and I'm Tom Robinson, and uh, like I always say, we're not affiliated with any 12-step program, although we are big fans. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Uh, my we name is advocate for them. My name is Chris Mandeville, and we are here at a New Wave Recovery Center in Quincy, Mass., on Quincy Ave. Um, if you're in the South Shore area, um, or you're in Quincy, come check it out there's lots of resources here and um thursday nights when we record this there's actually a women's nurturing meeting so um if you want some nurturing come on down <laughs> <laughs> we should probably know a little bit more about that to yeah yeah for it better huh but i know <laughs> they should have a men's nurturing yeah oh yeah men's I'm down. nurturing I'm down. I think I consisted of a slap in the back of the head when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and tonight we have Merrily. She's going to share her experience, strength, and hope with us. And take it away. All right. My name is Merrily Moscadelli, and I happen to be in a lot of rooms of the halls of all the 12-step programs. And I always say the joke that I have, I'm in so many rooms that I have a mansion. I'm an AA yeah. Predominantly, I'm an AA, I'm an Al-Anon, I'm an adult children for alcoholics, I'm in a 12-step food program that does no sugar, flour, and grains called Gray Sheet, and um, every other 12-step program I've ever visited, I can fit in and relate. Yeah. Um, it's just there's only so many nights and days in the week to get to certain meetings and really be involved. Right. So, let's see, I got sober, I'm from Braintree, I live back in Braintree, but I got... Uh, sober when I was about 24 and uh, this December I'll, I'm 54 so figure that one out you know, mm. 29 point yeah December 10, what yeah December Christmas Eve I quit uh, so it's Christmas Day you count it yeah and, oh, um, nice. mine's the 27th is it really yeah <gasps> Oh my god! Yeah. I wasn't December sure if 27th. I got I wasn't sure if I got messed up the day after Christmas or not. So <laughs> I went to twenty seventh. Well, I know I, I quit Christmas Eve and then I got confused. I, people just said count the twenty sixth. You know, not like Christmas Eve. You know, from one to the other. But mm. I'm like, I don't care. I'm just happy. I'm. Still <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know? I ain't complicating it. Yeah, I don't want to screw this thing yeah, up. Right. But, Get real. Uh, yeah. Hairs, you know? right, yeah. right there. So uh, just a little <laughs> bit about my story. Um, I grew up in a nice middle class home. Um, Massachusetts? Was, yeah, Braintree. Right. Oh, Braintree, right Braintree. Said that. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay. My bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I grew up in Braintree. <laughs> My dad was a principal, Italian, um, you know, really strict. In some ways, he was also very laid back, very loving, but he was really tough on me. And, hmm. and Your principal? My father was a principal. Was it? Your principal? No, no. Oh, okay. Thank well, God. that's he a blessing. Was, he I was think. in the Quincy school system. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, right. and I was right in Braintree, thank God. Yeah, yeah. And, but, um, but honestly, like, that's just how it was, and... I think that if it was still like that, a lot of society wouldn't be the way it is now, like with everyone so sensitive. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. I'll give you something to cry about yeah. and all that. Yeah, you know? Yeah. I mean, well, there was something to be said, but. No, no. There's, there's a difference between dysfunction and then, I don't know. That's a whole other topic going <laughs> to, you know, I know yeah. the way it is. Gosh. But no, I mean, I had a good childhood and it didn't make me an alcoholic. See, I was adopted. I also found out later I have real bad anxiety disorder, mm. and um, okay, and I'm just this artist, gypsy, really sensitive person, and you know, I mean, I'm I'm a little psychic, I'm a little this, I'm a little that, but growing up we clashed because um, I just never felt really understood. So you and your dad. Oh, yeah, yeah. we butt heads. Just like on, if you remember the Breakfast Club, um, when the guy, like, he was just really tough on me. He had, you know, family members that were tough on him, and then he'd come home and be tough on me because I was the easy one. I'm so oversensitive, you could pick on me and tell me the same joke over and over, and I'm so gullible. So I was the one that you directly, him and I would butt heads. And then as I got older, I learned to, like, give it right back to him. And I remember... um, before I started drinking, somewhere around the age 13, he nicknamed me for a whole year mouth. 
because um, he could be, okay, mouth, and I'd go, oh, yeah? And he goes, well, you're grounded. I don't care. Say it again. You know, speak again, and you're grounded. Oh, you that know, part of the club. breakfast yeah, club. Okay, oh, I was hoping you'd get back time. to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant the part where you got where the old man grabbed him. Here's a carton of cigarettes. Merry Christmas. No, yeah. not that one. Oh. No, no, no carton of cigarettes. So, that was so it was the, the guy that was doing the detention you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Judd Nelson there when yeah. he was yelling yeah. at him and it said, be my quiet. No. Shorts. That's still one of my favorite movies. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic movie. So, a great movie. No, so it was it was a little tough emotionally for me. And um I, I will just say like when I when I heard people in recovery talk about part of addiction and is trying to escape your feelings and, and fill the hole in the soul. For me, yeah. I would say from age zero to uh, when I started drinking, fooling around with drinking ninth grade, and and drugs and everything, mm-hmm. I was I was eating. I mean, I was e- like oh. I would be binging like on things, and it, sugar yeah. got me through my life. Chocolate and treats. Right. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And then and more so than just everybody. Like everybody has too many cookies at night. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But me, no. And Obsess I obsess about it. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, I would just be this little porky Italian kid, and um, you know, and then all of a sudden. Everything hit at junior high. Started escaping the drinking, and then uh, escape with drinking, and then all the hippie drugs that were out in high school because we got the tail end of the hippies, you yes, know. Yep. So we were smoking weed, and then I don't know. I was lucky. I blacked out from weed, and I know that sounds weird, and some people do, but wow. that scared me. Oh, so no it kidding. saved me because when everybody else went on to try all the acids. I would just like rip a little piece in half and try it. Mm. So I only tripped a little and did mushrooms. And then 80s Coke came around. I did all that. But something made me a little, I think, luckier because I just said, I'm going to, I'm, 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 I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm just going to stick with drinking. So Mm. I don't know. I had this whole chapter that early 80s were hell for me. I, I was, um, out at college. I lived at home and I would, hit all the parties, the keg parties out of college, come home on the weekend, meet my friends, go to the bars. And um, I loved adventure. I still do. I love mischief and adventure. And I have so much fun in recovery. It's not even funny. Oh, I just yeah. have right. a blast. Adventures. And you certainly don't need to, to anesthetize yourself every day to have adventures. Yeah. And if you're new, just wait. There's so much fun. I have more fun now. And... Mm. Um, Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it really yeah, is. Yeah, it's a great message. And like That's when I yeah. when I Important met you, message. like that group. Yeah. Weymouth Monday night. Yeah. We did everything. 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 Like, it didn't matter. Like Christmas Eve, someone had a party at Parties, the house. cookouts. Cookouts, yeah. You have more more to money and adventures and times. You can sober travel. in the sun. Absolutely. Like, I went to those, uh, you know, sober in the sun and you just hook up with the people that, you know, are friends and that have some time and you know, even, but hang around with newcomers too. But I just ran with a bunch of fun people and I think what got me down here the worst time is drinking and partying and uh, it just got really dark but I was so blessed I don't know what why me why not me but all of a sudden I was trying to stuff the hole in the soul and escape it is so true and then um, I hit a bottom I graduated college and I was like I had all these minors I was always changing my mind and if any if you know me today I'm still changing my mind I haven't figured out what I'm going to be when I grew up right. you know I'm just this artist person that just kind of exists and I try to help people yeah and that's it I think th- I think I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing by now so yeah. just you're, floating you're, along you're learning yep. all these practices and, and things to to help others yeah so I've got you know I've gone down I'll, I'll back up a little but I've really spent you know I was always seeking the spiritual path even before I got sober. I mean, at a young age, I was already seeking answers to the universe and God and different religions and paths of spirituality. I was already trying to meditate, Hmm. have out of... I was in Jamaica on my last week of drinking and drugging. Uh, I got arrested for drunk driving. Then I also had... In Jamaica? No, I got arrested for drunk driving up here. Before you went to Jamaica. Yep, and okay. then I, me and my girlfriend were working at Chili's they op- when they first opened it in Hingham, and I'm like, uh, oh, no, um, I don't know. what's My big plan, I was going to move to the Caribbean and be an artist because I'm like, if a hurricane came, like, and my little shack blew over, I could just rebuild a new one, you know? But I was too scared <laughs> to go by myself, so that yeah. was the truth. I was, like, sucking my thumb. So I went to Jamaica. <laughs> I got arrested for drunk driving. I don't know what I was going to do with my life. And then we had this one more trip down to Jamaica because me and my girlfriends and friends would go down every 
year down to the Caribbean and party it up. So yeah. we went down to Jamaica, rented a villa, and now I'm trying to be conscious of not drinking and drugging. So I get off the plane, and my cousin and I went into this store to and to stack up on all the booze for the week. I was trashed within an hour, and we mm. went back up there, and, and I, I blacked out. And now I'm doing it without my own permission for the first time in my life. Blackouts or yep. drinking? Blackouts. Yeah. Blackouts. Yeah. And, and I, I only wanted to have a few. Right. And, right. and this can't happen. So I wake up in a panic mode, had my first panic attack, and now I'm like, what am I going to do? So I decided no more rum. I'm just going to drink red striped beer for the rest of the week. Yeah. <laughs> so that makes I the difference. Weed. Yeah. So then my cousin got this, you know, so one of the friends or somebody got some really strong ganja for them backwoods of Jamaica. And I took like a couple of puffs and I was like, I was just gone because I'm oversensitive already. <laughs> right, yeah. And I'm thinking monkeys are going to jump in flying and, you know, do these cockroaches that were this big. And I'm like, ah, you know, because now I see them, you know, close up and far away. And They're I'm talking like, to oh, you. Hey, Marley. Yeah. <laughs> one was eating like my toothbrush lunch. for real. Yeah. So anyway, so now I decide I'm just going to drink red striped beer and smoke cigarettes the rest of the week. So this is an addict of all shapes. And, and then there was no chocolate the whole week. I know that sounds really funny, but I was craving chocolate. And there was uh, no chocolate in the Caribbean at I'm a cho- all. I'm a chocoholic. See, right? Yeah, I have to have So it. now I have no vices, except I'm drinking red striped beer and smoking, so I think. And then, I don't know, it was hell. It was a hell week. And then I decide that I was going to go up. Because I had all these spiritual books, I was going to go up to the mountaintop and have an out-of-body experience. Going to become enlightened? <laughs> yeah, well, I did. I tried. I climbed this hill. <laughs> Three cases of and red I sat stripe, there. <laughs> no, I only had a, you know, a little bit that day. So I go up there, and I'm meditating, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to have an out-of-body experience. You know, Edgar Casey and or Shirley MacLaine out on a limb. So, I, I so like, you, were, you were involved in meditation and stuff while you were drinking? Oh, yeah, and before it and everything. Yeah. So, and I had mm. profound spiritual things happen to me. So I already, I could plug right in. So anyway, it, long story short, nothing happened. I went down the hill and just drank for the rest of the week. And then I ended up, um, it, the driving under thing really helped me because it just, like, I was lucky. Light dawn, dawns in Marblehead, and I don't know mm. why me, why not me, you know. And I just ended up coming to AA because I knew that I needed to. But I actually went to Al-Anon first because my mother's drinking progressed. And I'm thinking, what does a good addict do? I figure we'll take care of her first. So I decided to go to Al-Anon to get her to quit, which is totally (laughs) a joke. Because you don't get anybody to do anything. You go to Al-Anon to work on yourself. But that was part of your road. It was part of my road. I went to ACOA. all the people talking about it and you're like, Maybe I'm an alcoholic. Yeah, okay, right. Yeah, yeah like hey. like one of our other guests, Leah. That's how she right. realized yeah. that. She's like, wow, I think I might have a drinking problem. I right. went to Al-Anon, and then I went to ACA, and a couple of my friends that were now doing Al-Anon in a, they were a young couple, like, hmm. you know, my age, and um, we all went to um, all the, we went to the big John um, Bradshaw. I don't remember him. He's one of these people that started off writing about what a dysfunctional family was. He was a sober guy. He lectured like Sounds Wayne Dyer. Familiar. He ri- yeah. ri- wrote all these books. Yeah, he yeah. was the first of the type to talk about shame and that any addict or anybody in any dysfunctional family, even if you're not an addict, has that hole in the soul and the dysfunctional mm. roles we all play. Like what was people his first name again? John Bradshaw. John Bradshaw. He wrote yeah. Healing the Shame That Binds Me, That mm. Binds You, or whatever it was. But yeah. that opened everything for me. And from then on, I I just went, oh, my God. It wasn't me. I spent my whole life thinking everything was wrong with me. It, everything was my fault. Mm. That my right, father right, right. wasn't dysfunctional. My father wasn't, like, an evil guy. I just used to blame myself, and I used right. to blame me for everything. I came in saying, I'm guilty, you know. Yeah, yeah, you take like on everyone's problems. It's everyone's all, it's all your fault. Oh, my God, you know. Yeah. You couldn't see the uh, the faults in others. I think I ha- I can relate to that. Yeah. But, you know, you see, you see people who are, like, organized and together, and you think yeah. to yourself, oh, that's how I should be. So yes. I'm not that way, so I must be broken. Yeah, I mean, alcoholics and addicts, from what I've learned, we have these, it's in the big book. I mean, I've done the big book step study. I've gone through that book. I take people through it. I love it. I love any of the 12-step books. And that's what I do today to zoom up is, uh, that's the magic thing I got told when I first came in is this recipe. And, And, you know, not everybody all over the country has commitments and things like that. But basically, it's 
join a group, get active with a group, get a sponsor, um, ask for help, and go to meetings. And right. that's what that's the thing. And the steps consistently be in the steps. That's what I do. That's why my butt's still sitting here. And and I I don't think that there's any one way of doing the steps. There's so many different twelve step programs. But I liked I did the original recipe at year two sober where I did the big book. I have notebooks. I wrote many many resentments. I love the turnaround piece where they talk. They're just tools to help. That's the hard part. Yeah, they, yeah. But they were like precious tools to to give you to say, not my business. Don't know what other people think. Right. You know and right. And the fear turn around, and I don't know. It just helped my brain just think a different way, rather than like blame myself or to own up. What's the truth? Like, how can what is my fault? Oh well, you know, look at the truth and say no. Like to learn the difference, what's mine and what isn't, was huge. Yeah, because I mean, you're not always going to play a role in what yeah. happens. Yeah, but. We can assume that we do, or, or we can feel that way. Yeah, you can like, feel that way. Ah, look at all the shit I caused. Uh, yeah. It's all me, yeah. you know. But then you can look at it and see where you played a part in it. But right. to be able to own your own stuff is is huge. It's a huge yeah. power. I own a hundred percent of my fifty percent of the problem. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> and, and you know, there's room for it too. Like I actually, after that, and, and later in my recovery, had to go on to find other pieces like. Um, I read something in the ACA books recently. A bunch of women and I went through the books together, like the workbook. It's and adult children. Adult yeah. children. Of alcohol. Yeah, it's ACA. It's not the adult ACOA, but the ACA book, this guy, Tony A., he was a sober guy that went on to um, do this whole 12-step book that asks you, how's your emotional recovery? That a lot of people with a lot of time, you can ask yourself, you're doing great, you're thinking logically, you're doing the steps, but how's your emotional recovery? I think... <laughs> I think I might need to look into that we'll one. Talk. Yeah, yeah, but I'm absolutely. Curious. But let's step. Let's back up the okay. just for a second. Back me up. So you said it's not ACOA. It's, it's ACA. Yeah, they split what off. Are the diff- what's the difference? Yeah, they split. They split off friendly. There was Al-Anon, and the Al-Anon program has you know Alateen and adult ACOA, which is adult children of alcoholics. Okay. All fantastic programs. This guy Tony A. They split off but with a um, respect to each other program um, called ACA it's a separate program with a red book and a yellow book and there's meetings around two um, and, and that's the one that talks about uh, emotional recovery yeah I think the other one might too but this one he wrote this was a sober man in AA who's done work in the other 12 step programs and okay. it just really like that in the past couple of years boosted me to another level because I was still feeling sometimes like if I talk about my neurotic head, I can have you guys laughing. I can get up and speak at anniversaries, and my neurotic head, like we were talking before we came on here, I'm Italian. Not all Italians are high-strung, but there's a genetic piece that makes us high-strung, oversensitive, and passionate, and fun. Yeah. But yet there's one piece. There's the artist, psychic, spiritual piece. But then there's this other piece that I could be in meetings and talk about in my neurotic head, mm-hmm. and people would be like, Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah, really screwed. Like, nobody gets it. But oh, yet, yeah. if I go to ACA, a lot of it's from the wounded stuff from the childhood. Like, um, oh, yeah. if you had a traumatic childhood where you had somebody that was violent or screaming and yelling or you witnessed abuse, you were hit, you were sexual abuse, never mind just that stuff, but I'm just talking about emotional. Yeah, like, yeah. It doesn't have to be any type of... of, no. of like hands-on abuse. Oh, like, sometimes narcissism. If somebody's, and I'm just I'm not just talking about the cliche narcissism or a drama queen. We're yeah. talking about somebody that screws with your head that has no feelings that can just put you down over and over, so you just believe yeah. it. Like so um, try to keep what's you it, down. Gaslighting. Yeah. That's hello. I just learned. I that, I read about that. Not I too learned long that ago. two years ago, and I went. I'm almost thirty years sober, and this is free. Like I could yeah. cry over that because my father wasn't a full narcissist, but. Because of things passed down from people in the family that were, there were pieces there that, like, see, I love my dad, but that piece of just some of the head gamey stuff that well, you can't win no matter what, yeah. that screwed up head stuff. No matter what, it makes it makes you believe that's your you fault. Makes you feel right. so screwed that's up. Right, but yeah. that's why I when was... You, when, you're, when you're talking to win the argument yeah. and the facts don't matter, that's that's a really bad place to be. Mm. You want to you yeah. you know, reach out... Uh, to try to communicate with love 
and understand and understand each other instead of trying yeah. to prove that you're better or right or oh, my way, or you're not mm-hmm. at fault or whatever it is you know what is a gift is to be able to say yes i'm at fault i i was wrong and i can't always do it but i try yeah i can usually do it with people who are like you know at an arm's length i can almost always do it at work oh I yeah i can almost always do it it's, it's you know but yeah. it's tough to practice these things with people that are close to you when you they're, really, really, when they're really close to you it's yeah. harder absolutely it's, it's really well you know what it is i find that what was so valuable for me is to look at um the family unit that you grew up in and see what role you played because doing that big book or any kind of 12-step work where you're really looking at the patterns in your life over right. and over yeah i learned my role guess what you don't even know how many times i replayed with all my relationships with guys my relationship with my father I used to joke when whenever, oh, that's a whole nother conversation, relationships. Relationships. Oh, they toughest thing right. ever in recovery. I'm toughest. this codependent. Yep. I'll always, I find myself replaying the family thing. But when you learn that, when you start to see it, you can heal that and you can break the cycle. And Jack mm. and I, I'm in a healthy relationship right now. And Yeah. Well, he's done so much work that we can literally... we can literally stop and say this role, that role. We can make jokes about it. You know, and that's yeah. so. F- I've had some conversations with him, and he knows it. Yeah. He's good, and and I've been. Do- he did the work. I did the work, and um, if it, when you can become to make it comedy and laugh at it, I mean, you got to cry right. and feel your feelings and grieve it. You know, yes. any of this twelve step work, it all leads to that core of the onion. I don't care what program right. you're in, or even if you're not in a program, but you're an Alan on or a rescue or a codependent, you're all you are all in that circle of the tornado of the alcoholic addicts. And and if you hit that core of the onion, you can really heal the work. Yeah. But that's why they say in the big book, the one of the original books, we drank and drug or ate or smoked or gambled over underlying causes and conditions. Correct. Mm. And that's why people that keep relapse and um, will say, I don't know why I picked up. Well, eventually you'll learn under the iceberg, you're being triggered by all this crap. That's why you're picking up. Right. And you don't do it all at once, but there's and so it's, much. So, so, in other words, your conscious life is the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. And everything that, that you have developed to be yourself over the course of your lifetime, like, right. and yeah. especially the pain, like, um, like the pain body, like uh, what's his name? Oh yeah, like totally. Yeah. Oh yeah, talks about There's so many. He talks about the pain body, you know. So it's like a a, a group of of work, a body of work that is your pain. Yeah, it's that energy come out at certain times. It's sto- do you know memories are stored in your body? People like really yes, and I, I also studied art therapy and expressive arts therapy. That was a whole early chapter oh, in my wow, recovery. Cool. Yeah, so d- working with dreams and also energy work. I'm a second level Reiki. Um, I've just studied all this stuff over the years. Doesn't make me all better. It helps to understand, right. and you know you can do these extra things. But yep. it's I look at it as all tw- eleven step work. But I mean a lot of stuff. I'm saying if there's new people out there, know that. You can get relief sooner. This is just all extra work. Yeah. You can get yes. relief sooner, and you can have fun. It's, it's right away you can begin to have fun. This, you know, I don't want to spook right. people away with all this deep dark stuff. It's, right, it seems overwhelming. It's layer to of the it. onions, and you know what? You just tap tap at it a bit at a time, and yeah. you know it. Um, you can only get so. It's like taking a vitamin pill. I used to say a multivitamin. I used to try to go buy all these self-help books, get overwhelmed, and you only can learn so much as you're supposed to learn at that moment. Yep, yep. And I used to look at it like taking a multivitamin pill. You take the multivitamin pill, meaning you go to meetings, you get a sponsor, you just go to a discussion meeting. You're getting better. Mm -hmm. But you don't try to make, if you take a multivitamin pill, you don't try to make A go to your liver or D go, you know, E go to your eyes. You take it and you trust and you forget about it. Mm, for the right. day, right? Right. So it's like you do your huh, recovery. That's a good that's And a you good just one. keep working on the work. You do, you know, like this year I'm going to be doing an AWOL with some women, and we are going to do the big book. I haven't done that in a while. We did ACA in a little women's group last year. I've done Al-Anon. I've done some of the NA book. Bada bing, bada boom. I'm not a snob to any of it. Right, I really right. believe mm. at this yeah. point you just keep growing and learning. And yeah, because if, showing up. you know, they used to say it all the time, if you ain't growing, you're going. Yeah. You know, yeah. you, you, as soon as you stop moving forward in this, you know, fighting this disease yeah. or whatever disease you have, 
you you start going back and those resentments come back in the ego comes back in pride comes back in absolutely and, you know that they're they're no good for us yeah you know but we can very easily get caught up life can get busy and you know the fear the fear um that the fear uh, that has been caused by like the abuse that happened when you're younger as far as the the um people who are just trying to be like competitive with you or yeah. or even trying to teach you in a stern way mm. can rise back up and, oh. that, yeah. and that's when you have to when you when a lot of people's automatic reaction is to force it back down by boosting your own ego with different yeah. thoughts that but the but the truth is you're already okay yeah you're yeah. okay breathe in okay we are we we have a, a soul and a spirit in a human vehicle just to learn lessons in this life, and I could go on another tad, tan, I tangent because I do birth I, charts. I completely agree with that, and it shows your life plans. But it's an obstacle course to show you, like you could have a genius thing in that life plan, but if you, but we, it's almost like we have an obstacle course, but it's whether we go over the hurdles or not. Right, you know, we mm. can make it happen or not make. So it happen. we have a path that's that we we're supposed a, to take, but. It's whether we want to yeah. I mean, go over the obstacle. From what I learned in this, you come in with your name and your birth certificate. It's all written down, your life lessons and plans. But And you, you sign up with your higher power. You go, hey, checking in on this role that I'm going to play in this life. And then it's what you do with it or not. And you have guides and angels to help you. <coughs> I mean, I was in a – I'm going to go off on a whole nother tangent. But year nine, I was um, doing the art therapy, working at a holistic center in Boston, victory programs, and um, – then all of a sudden, I get in an accident. Who would have known that? My life goes in a whole other direction. Mm, serious and, car accident? Oh, I was in a bike accident. I lost my leg. I was, like, taking this guy that I just got fixed up with. We dated two weeks, Gary. And, yeah. Um, a motorcycle accident? Yeah. I was yeah. taking him out for his five-year anniversary, and we were headed to the beach. I was just joining the In the Wing group, which I had a blast for 15 yeah. years with. And we were headed down. Next thing you know, this young girl thought we weren't behind a truck and hit us. That morning, I had been to like an acupressure, acupuncture thing, and I saw an angel in the meditation. That night, I got thrown through the air, you know, the legs gone, see you later, land. And I just, I'm in the middle of the air, and I just go, I will be done. Because I'm like, the lights could go out. I'm in the middle of the air, and I land. Wow. And then I landed, and I, I know, and I landed, and all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, I feel like I'm okay. I just could feel the leg being weird, and I'm like, it's the leg and they got us in the hospital and in, in between one of the surgeries they woke me up and um just before they woke me up i saw five of those angels and then um i lived obviously <laughs> no i died i'm just a ghost but i have my leg uh, you know and they in my sleep i ha i don't want to you know make it sound cheesy this was very real but Something was my higher self or angels or somebody was talking to me and they told me while I was in those surgeries and under for about two weeks because I had, I had a broken leg and femur and this and that. And they just said, this was meant to be, you know, it, it's a karmic thing that you guys, you and Gary and this girl that hit you, nobody's at fault. It's just a life lesson and it's going to touch other people and, and don't feel bad about it. Just move on and it'll be okay. Wow, yeah, and I, I woke up, and then now I can't have the new job I had, which I finally got a full-time job being the silly artist, you know. I finally got this full-time job. But you know what the blessing was? Now I had insurance for the first time. I had to move <laughs> back into my parents' house, lost the apartment, lost the sports car that I saved up for because mm. mm. it was a standard. I'm broke as hell, but then all of a sudden I got a little bit of money. I was able to buy a two-family, and, and Gary and I had a great marriage for a long time, but... It's like you just don't know. Like nine years sober, you, you think, wow, was, am I punished at nine years? No. It was just a life lesson, and I was yeah. moved on to another part of my grit. I had some of the best years of my life mm. with that group, and um, now I'm in a whole nother place. But I don't know, all these miracles. But, but yeah. imagine wow. had you not done what you had already done, yeah. you may not have had the awareness nope. to recognize what was going on was or going even on. see what was going on yeah and also oh yeah i remember like if you were still blocked off up here i know you know and spiraling also, down spiraling downward yeah oh and let's talk about now remember we said that 
all those hippie drugs scared the hell out of me, the trips and the whatever. Yeah. And I just told myself this lie, which is probably good. I, I, <laughs> I, I did. I told myself there's something wrong with me. I can't do drugs and weed. So, and that was a good thing I did because not, heroin wasn't big then. But now I'm on all these oxys and perks, which uh. I didn't know anything about. I was on so much... I was tripping in Demerol. I was seeing like dragonflies this big around the room. And I was telling the doctors, I'm like, whoa. And they just said, all right, let's bring it down a little. She's really sensitive. (laughs) (laughs) They had you all fired up. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I flew out the window a couple of times and came back. I thought I was in trouble because I I flew out the window, you know. I I thought I'm like, oh, I didn't miss a surgery or something. But anyway, they, they brought me down a little bit. And I was out of the hospital, and now I'm on oxys and perks. And I'm like, wow. I really didn't, I was crying on the perks, but the oxys, it took me a year and a half. Thank you, God, Gary was in my life because he was an ex junkie and he was helping me and he was clean and sober. He said, you know what? It, it, every time they said cut down, he helped me wean off of it. Yeah, yeah. And he said, every time you cut down, I would like all of a sudden get into the Jonesing thing, like really bad. Like I'd want to drive somebody off the road or run yeah, yeah. over. Oh, yeah. He goes, you're coming down too quick, which I didn't know, right? So he's helped huh. me come off of it. Thank God. Yeah. I mean, I really liked morphine, but other than that, <laughs> like, so but, I'm but a imagine, in here is what I'm saying. Yeah, right. Imagine, I had an interesting uh, similar experience like that when I was like four years clean um, off. I was an heroin addict. Yeah. I was crushing up... Um, because my ex had a surgery on her palate or something, her mouth or whatever, I forget, but it was something like that. And I was had to crush up uh, whatever pills, oxys or yeah. something, like perks or something like that, and give it to her. I had no desire for him whatsoever. Yeah. See, it's a, it's a just, blessing. Right. And, and, like, for him to know. Yeah. He like, cause, well, he cause, was coming off of Because who too. knows if, if, if he wasn't aware of of what was going on yeah you could have came down off of it and then ended up going down and hunting it up hunting it i know and if i wasn't with him or if he needed help too and he came off the boat yeah because he got hurt as well oh yeah his leg broke in three places we were both (laughs) we were both at his house in the front room we couldn't move for six months with nurses coming in and then my poor father had a heart attack i know i ended up moving in there we're both so medicated we were just so protected. We both called our sponsors. We had people from in uh, the wing showing up, taking us in wheelchairs and then crutches <laughs> to meetings. I mean, Amazing. we were so protected. I yeah. could, if I wasn't with him, I could be at my parents' house still high. You yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. But it was the whole circle of all these people from AA. All the groups were sending us cards and visiting us. We were very, Amazing. very blessed. Yeah. Really cool. People were put on horse meetings at the rehabs. And so we had a good a whole like great time for the longest time and I actually had a couple of surgeries but I knew from that like people say oh you're a 24 karat alky which I am but I'm also a 24 karat alky what is that meaning that you just drank but I'm like you know you're just an alcohol because it's rare to find people that are just drunks today I know but really it is but oh, then you talk to There's still a few out there. No, there really is because my um, my boyfriend Jack works in the ER and now he's running into all these 24 karat drunks. You know what I mean? Just yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. So there's still it's out there. It's a different flavor of ice cream. It's yeah. The same it's thing. all it. It's all a drug is a drug is a drug. I mean, yes. even the weed, you know, everything is a drug because for me, what I've learned is if I want to escape, everything can be. Yes. You know what I'm saying? If yeah, I want to escape, I mean, you know, but. There's degrees, though. I mean, I could escape degrees, into, yeah. uh, you know, oblivion of heroin in less than six seconds. Yeah. Five, four, three, two, oblivion. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm that. I'm, I'm that waiting to happen. <laughs> yeah. I really am. Yeah. I loved Coke. I mean, I am now because I have counseled and I've also shared friendship and recovery with people that – I mean, now my disease is done push-ups. My disease is like, oh, I got good ideas for you, girl. You pick <laughs> oh, up. Yeah. You know, I pick, uh, I know it mm. sounds funny. I pick up a brownie and I gain 15 pounds, even though I might not be heavy. My head's already like, well, now I'm fat. I'm not going to meetings. I might as well get high. Like, I know that sounds funny. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Zero to 60. My head's extra Ooh. sick. Well, yeah. my head's extra sick. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm out there. I'm already, you know, blown everything up. I'm in handcuffs crying in jail. Yeah. You know, yeah. being obnoxious. Like, I did that night. I got arrested. You know, they all thought I was wicked funny because I'm like, you you should just give me a harmonica, you know, sing low, sweet. T-. I mean, they were, they were laughing. They wrote it in the report. Like, you know, it seems funny. I was a fun drunk, but yeah. not at the end. I was also Sybil. 
You know, I got yeah. high. If I got high, if Sybil I was, is a woman who had multiple personalities. Multiple, yeah, yes, I was like, yes. "Fuck you and die." You know, and, <laughs> why don't you love me? Men hate me. Banging my head against the wall. Like I was a tortured <laughs> nice. spirit. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. Bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, the, and then the other jokes too about. I'll just give you an example of my drinking. You know, it, it's all the same. We all have drunk log stories. Yes, I like to have fun. I like to have fun now. And I would probably stand up on the table and do a Tarzan yell like the Carol Burnett show if you really <laughs> wanted me to, I would. But back then, there was a scary country western bar called Good Company, and it was in Weymouth, and it was just a hole in the wall. But me and my girlfriends would go there about five. We would be in cowboy boots, and we would do shots of tequila and pound them down and drink beers, and we'd stand up and go, uh, 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 you know, we'd do that. <laughs> then we'd say, okay, we're done with this place. Run home, put on high heel spikes, disco clothes, blow the hair up with hairspray. Oh, yeah, Aquanet. Aquanet for days. Now we go to Vincent's. Oh. And we order champagne and all that because the closing time's two. And then we get kicked out because our charge card's only of like a credit limit of 200. And yeah. Then we get embarrassed. <laughs> then we go to Bickford's, which my mother t- used to think was a nightclub. In Braintree. Bickford's at three in the morning oh. to meet guys still. And we'd get trashed and eat, you know. Um, Pancakes. Oh, yeah. Well, we'd eat The big apple. Yeah. Big apples and the baby apples. Remember those? No, Patty Melt. They took like 45 minutes. So if someone at the table ordered it, you were like, ah, oh, what oh. the fuck? <laughs> Duh, I don't want to be here that long. Now we all got to wait. <laughs> and this one kid always ordered it. This kid, PJ. Always. It was in, I mean, we were doing, you know, burgers and french fries. Any diet. I mean, see, if I can talk mm. about other addictions, we were always trying to lose. We were the girls that were like just a little over the weight, but we would be like starving ourselves with speed pills that we didn't know was speed. Mm. We'd be starving ourselves for two weeks, black yeah. coffee and a little white wine, and then after two weeks you lose the ten pounds of water weight. Now we're doing mudslides and you know, <laughs> then we're big kids pigging out and then the next day we're like ordering pizza and eating like you guys, truck drivers are bigger you know, now yeah. now it's any lady like skinny things are out the window we eat like, you know. Oh yeah. Stuffing ourselves. I see many a girl blow up from coffee brandy. Yeah. Like they would be thin, and then all of a sudden, like, what the hell happened to you? How about mudslides? They yeah. used to put ice cream in it. El Toritos. Yeah. Oh my god! El Toritos. El Toritos. El Toritos. Chevys. They used to have the um, you know uh, come home with all these pins because yeah. they a fifty. Do you, do you remember the car palace in Rehoboth? No. It was like four different clubs. I didn't inside. go that far. No, oh. the palace in Saugus. No, no, car palace. Oh geez, it was, I probably it was actually. There yeah. was there was like you'd walk in and there's all these antique cars and then oh, you'd go into these big that. giant rooms and like one was a rock room one was a disco room one was a rap room oh I would have loved that yeah. oh, oh, oh. a little bit of everything yes yeah. I don't remember no yeah. but it was Rehoboth yeah that's... Rehoboth yeah, I, yeah all those things we can all I mean go on for I mean we started off in the woods partying and then it came nightclubs and then I was lucky and then I remember one night coming out that um, there was a lady that. Me and my girlfriends came out, and there was a lady that fell off the bus and were like, oh, my God, if I'm ever 30. Like, she's so old, she shouldn't be here. (laughs) (laughs) The shame of her, and we're only 30, we're only 24. Like, I easily could be that. I could be out there not, I mean. Blink of an eye, you're 30, you know. It was just so funny, the things you think at certain times. But, I don't know, I've had so much fun. I mean. So many adventures. I've traveled. I've been on cruises. When I was with the whole biker crew, we did. It was sober bikers. And we would just, I remember going on a trip from Key West, Charlie, Joanne, and Gary, and and a whole bunch of people. We went from um, Daytona to Key West. We had so many adventures. Cruises. um, Like, whatever group you're in, everybody at the party. Sober. No, it was a regular cruise, but we were with sober couples. Oh, okay. Yeah. Everybody yeah, was sober. Was... We went to meetings on the cruise. You know what I mean? So we were oh, all doing a- that. Every cruise I've been on, Yeah. I, first thing I look at. Yeah, the and, way... And I meet people. I, I met oh. a guy who was sober, right? The only reason he went on any of the cruises he went on was to go and collect rent from properties that he owned, that he bought in sobriety. Wow. So we're going to Honduras, and he's going to get rent. Oh, my God. That's the, awesome. Yeah, and, the, and then we go to Belize, and he gets off to go get, collect his rent. Like, See, that's dreams come true, yeah, right? Like, Who huh. thunk? Wow. I know. You know, and I, I met some of the greatest people, and then yeah. one, one couple we met, they were from Jersey, and I didn't get a chance to get their number before we got off the boat. And then, um, was it Sandy? 
that yeah. hit Jersey. Yeah. And and it was like in the area where they lived, and I was like freaking out, and I'm like, oh man, I hope I hope freaking oh, Joe. I'm thinking of them. Yeah. I hope they're okay. And then we go on another cruise. Yeah, they are. Get out. See? Three people behind us. That's cost. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like. That's a God shot. Joe from Jersey. Oh, my God. That's synchronicity. Synchronicity is that spiritual talk about things aren't just happening for a reason. They they happen for a reason. Here's Mm. one. Mm. About two years ago, I I got um, an art studio, which is another dream of mine. I have a fourth full of studios, you know, in Rockland. I have an art studio. And something told me in my gut to be on this hall. And it ends up I have a mediumship teacher down, Rita Berkowitz, down one end of the hall, this other nice lady named Kate. So now spring comes around, and in the spring, you can, when I wear shorts, you can see that I have a prosthetic leg. Yeah. So a couple of the artists were all up in our studios, and one of them was like, oh, what happened to you? What happened with the leg? And so I go into the whole story, blah, blah, blah. So the lady walks away down the hall, and I go in, and I go, Kate, are you okay? And she goes, I know you. And I go, how do you know me? And she said, I was at the accident scene. Now, at wow. the accident scene, I, only, I remember that there was a lady that came up and rubbed my face and comforted me until the ambulance came. And I always wished I could thank her, but there was no way I was ever going to know her. That was her. We oh, both cried. Wow. She said, I was there. And Incredible. I didn't know my leg got cut off, but she said, I didn't want you to see it. So she rubbed my face. Her and her husband were driving by, and she um, got out. They were coming from the plaza, and she came over and, and comforted me. And I got my wish that I got to thank her. Wow. That's oh, synchronicity. That's There's no coincidences. Right. And, and right. what a lucky, another gift if you're grateful. See, if you believe in, if, and you ask, you can ask your higher power, give you little coincidences and signs. I, I know I just use the word, but um, synchronicities, coincidence, or signs. If yeah. you do that, you'll get these little things that'll happen, or big ones. Yeah. And you know that something's taking care of you. And that something's out there. Oh, and yeah, then you absolutely. get to call it whatever you want. And it, like I just, um, when people, when I was new, people come up to me, the old timers, and say, Merrily, just stay. It keeps getting better. And I know that yeah, it's yeah. us that gets better. But right. life does too. Because I know if I'm doing the wrong thing, wrong things attract me. Yes. Yep. If yes. I'm doing the right thing and working on myself, these great synchronicities. Yeah. The, and, and the good energy you put happen. out comes back. Exactly. You know? so, yeah, that's true. It keeps getting better. Like, I... Uh, I used to go to a meeting over in South Boston, um, Rebel Recovery, and you didn't have anybody could go. It was meditation. Yeah. Uh, you sat on pillows, and yeah. they they talked about, you know, putting intentions out into the yes. universe. And like for me, I would sit there, and the place I would visualize was actually a place that I had been when uh, we went to Honduras, a beach, and I would just pick up these little rocks. Yeah. And look at it with my intention and I throw it out into the ocean and like the the more you do that and the more you, you could believe it. yeah and that's why people are all catching mm. on about the vision boards thing. I'll tell you one thing before vision boards came out it was um I was probably in my early 20s and I was writing like I doodle and sketch and all this stuff all the time keep my ideas but I remember drawing this old Victorian like my great grandmother had and um you know and I thought oh I want to have a old barn an old Victorian in a in a trunk because back at the time I thought I'd put art supplies and stuff in it so I, sh- I forgot about that so mm. I get sober Years later, the accident happens. My father was a real estate guy, and he said, you know what, you should take that little bit of um, the accident money that you got. We have a two-family we haven't even put on the market. It's in Randolph. And I went over to it. It was an old Victorian with a barn. And I used to say, oh, maybe I'll be with a guy that can do something downstairs and have an art studio upstairs. This yeah. barn, he ended up doing his bikes downstairs. I had an art studio upstairs. And guess what was upstairs? Okay. A black treasure chest trunk. I nearly <laughs> fell over. <laughs> yeah, cool. and I didn't like try to make it happen, but I just really believe that you put out there things that you really, really want, and you don't beg and, and keep your motive good. Right, but right. you just put it away, and you know, in time they come to you. You say, mm. "Bless it or block it." That's an Allen on thing. Bless it or block it, higher power. This is what I want, but bless it or block it. Be careful what you wish right, for, right? Right. Because if you keep there's a fine line too yeah god answers yeah. all your prayers and sometimes it's no yeah 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 and, and sometimes and, and, it's good right because if you right. really like i used to say when i was like in my 20s i want a big blonde construction worker with blue eyes and you know and, and some <laughs> hunky guy and and guess what i got it but it wasn't right for me you know what i mean yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right yeah well, he wasn't the right guy for me but i i wished for it you know yeah so yeah you get it well, you, you know i 
Oh, it's surface. If you if you pray for patience, you better be careful because you may be put in a situation where you need to practice some serious Absolutely. patience. Absolutely. Yeah. And you, you, you it's not going to be like, that, yeah. okay, here you go. Now you're patient. No, it's going to be, here's a situation where you need to practice patience. Oh, gosh, yeah. And I hate it with that. God, <laughs> I hate it with that. God is a sense of humor. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Well. How are we doing? I'll tell you. Oh. Oh, we. We got a, we got a little while. Did yeah. I out talk you guys? No, <laughs> no, I no. We did we're excellent. To be good. We're not trying to interrupt. We're not yeah. throwing throwing. I don't know if I left anything out. I jumped around out, yeah. with my. I didn't really give you a full drunk. So lot, so you ended up okay. in Al-Anon before you ended up in only any recovery. Only like a week or two. Briefly, right? The driving under class that I took it was back in eighty eighty eight. Um, mm. It was only like back then. It was only like a couple of months, and mm. they only wanted you to go to three AA meetings. But the lady in this, I mean, another angel, she was five years sober, and she was the one that brought in the whole idea about a family dynamic of um, Bradshaw and the unit. Like, I was like, oh, yeah. what? And she was talking about Al-Anon and um, the alcohol. I don't know. I, was, I just remember her saying that, and it just hit me. And so I remember I went to I, one of my best friends from junior high. She's still, um, you know, doing the stuff that good recovery and, and spiritual stuff. But I knew her since junior high. We reconnected because I ended up going out partying, and she was more like not an alcoholic, and mm. I, I was just too crazy for her. But we got back together, and she was just getting married um, to somebody that was an alcoholic. So she goes, oh, we're doing all the programs, Alan on ACA, ACOA, OA, and, a- and AA. So I went to meetings, all the meetings with them. Yeah. And I just wanted to slip in denial a little bit about my drinking. I thought, right. well, take care of mom first, which is so, can't, I mean, that's just the opposite of what Al-Anon does. You don't make anybody get clean and sober. You go no, you take learn. care of you. Yeah, you learn how to just live a life to detach and let them yes. do it. And, detach and how with to love. be strong yeah. and build yourself up because I, as much as I'm an addict and I can have all the dark sides of self-centeredness and manipulation and be the tornado in somebody's life, I'm also a double winner in that I want to I I default to rescuing people. Yeah. You know, I always yeah. want to like rescue the people, fix it for them, make it all better. Yep. And I could go on and on about relationships and, you know, um, another way to another way to hide from yourself is to concentrate on someone else. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. You guys got it. I mean, um the jokes I used to I used to chase after these guys that uh that I just reminded him, like, my dad didn't, like, people are so more emotionally available now. But also, back then, my dad was somebody that didn't share his feelings. And, and I used to, um, then I'm starting to, like, my first guys that I used to go after were guys that had some demon chasing them. Me and my mm. girlfriends are like, oh, that poor guy at the bog, women have hurt him. And we'd be like, we're going <laughs> to, we want him. And the guys that said, I hate women, I don't want to be around him, I've been burnt. We're like, we'll go rescue him. I mean, that's literally what we did. Oh, we yeah. tried. So, sounds and they dangerous. never wanted to be, no, you know what? They never wanted to go out with us because they didn't want to be with anybody. And, oh, and then yeah. finally I'd come into AA and I'd go out with guys that, um, I needed to fix and rescue. And mm. then finally, I'm like, what's wrong with me when it wasn't worked out? And somebody said, do you even, I mean, like, why doesn't he want me? was the big war cry. And then somebody said, do you even want him? And I went, what? And they said, look at the qualities. And I'm like, yeah, he's not even my type. <laughs> <laughs> but he was broken. You had to fix him. Yeah, it was just right. a default thing. And yeah. so I defaulted to sick relationships. And, and believe me, I'm not saying, like, I was a sweet girl that, you know, I just went after these demons. Oh, believe me, I was somebody's hell, too. I Believe me, I was somebody's hell, too. I wasn't perfect. But Some, yeah. One of the guests who was Alan on person said, I didn't even know what my favorite color was. Yeah. Yeah. Who was that? I don't know. I don't remember Leah. who that was. But yeah, it might yeah. have been. She, she didn't even like, know what kind of milk she liked. Yeah. What, what's your I favorite color? Okay, watching. that'll be mine. Yeah, yeah. well, that's what I did. I was. Uh, I got engaged when, when I was, during that drunk driving time, right? I met a guy in a bar. His father had just died, so he was really vulnerable. And I felt like I just need to get married. Like before, I, I just need to get married and settle down. That's my problem. I just yeah, don't know I'm what to do wild. with myself. Yeah, so we got engaged. But during that year, I got sober. And it just was, we already were like, but we got married anyway. And then within six months, I'm in AA. He's like sleeping back at home. I'm sleeping back at home. We got this apartment. I mean, it just fell apart. It was a mistake. But um, I remember going out with him and sitting there. And I was so codependent and low self-esteem that I said, do you like skiing? And he said, no, I hate it. And I went, me too, even though I loved it. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, do you like the beach? No, I'm Swedish and 
uh, you know, I don't like it. I burn. I'm like, I'm sitting here black, black, black yeah. from tanning. Like I got it's so dark going to Jamaica. And I'm like, all right, I don't like it either. I was such a doormat. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, so. Yeah. But yeah. one thing I wanted to say, too, is that. No, that's probably like the hundredth thing I wanted to say because I keep saying that. But um, there's versions. Like I learned in some of my psychology classes that there's some versions of alcoholics and addicts that, um, you know, we can grow up in a home where little kids, when they grow up in a home and there's alcoholism or addiction, they have to depend on their parent to survive. That's a known thing. Mm. Kids have to depend on their parent. Right. Right? So if there's danger in the home, whether it's addiction or just some sort of severe abuse, they're either going to – this is just a theory, but it made sense to me. You're either going to be taught that you have to blame yourself. It can't be them. Or you're going to blame the outside world and become a blamer. So right. that something about that theory made sense to me. So that's why a lot of addicts and alcoholics are self-centered and we're blamers. Or we beat ourselves up. So you could go to an, a, right. you know, a 12-step meeting, and very commonly you'll find out people are either going to be all blamers or you're going to be the doormat. And that's why some people could go to Al-Anon too because like, I could fit into both roles. I'm either the selfish one or that's why in a relationship, you know, that's why people can fit into all these programs. Yeah. I hope that makes sense to you. Yeah, it does. It, you know, I, I um. I just think when I think of of kids and and the relationship to the parent, you know what I mean. The yeah. the the kid is depending on the parent to tell them everything about the world. Yeah. And mm-hmm. when you're sitting there and there's they're saying and the parents going, "You're shit." Yeah. Then that's how. What else are you gonna think? That's yeah, the person you, who tells me, you know, yeah. this is the color red. That's the sky, and uh, you know, right, right. I'm shit. You know, and it's just such a such a sad place to come from and heart you know and people cover that up with bravado and alcohol or whatever yep you know and that's that's uh something that so do you find that being in um aca or acoa and alanon helps you i had with with your like say sponsoring a woman or helping absolutely i mean because it was suggested to me years ago that if you're gonna be in alcoholics anonymous and sponsor people, you should attend Al-Anon. I never heard that, but I only huh. did it because I needed to do it. Mm. I mean, I, I think it's great. I, I'm so open to whatever because I, I remember an early time being so hard on myself that I thought that if I just followed the recipe, this is my experience. I'm about a year and a half sober, and I knew there was something wrong with me, and I didn't know what. So I did the 12 and 12. Then all my friends were doing the big book step study. So I went to big book step study meetings, and then I just, I was so gullible that I only went to those meetings because they said that Al-Anon and everything else is fluff, and open speakers meetings are fluff, and that the message, yeah, yeah, and this is just my experience. And I was so gullible. I was so gullible. I hardly had my own identity and knew what I wanted. Mm. So I took it too to heart. And I just only did that, but I helped a lot of people. And the cognitive behavioral stuff of, like, what's mine and what's not mine. And if I have fear, it helped me with my anxiety. Doing a fear turnaround. Instead of this, like, stay in the moment and trust and rely on God. I'm like, oh. And it it helped me. One of the best tools I ever got in my life. But I had to get out of there because my sponsor died. And I'm crying. And people like, well, you're off the beam. You don't have to speak this week. And I got really confused by that and then me and a sponsee of mine this is big book step study yeah we got shunned because we wanted to get away from the meetings and i'm like this just for me felt like a cult Mm. and there were newcomers that people chased out of the rooms because they got hurt and i just said you know what dr bob bill wilson and my and, and what i learned in aa is about heart and the crew I was with were very like perfectionist and not about feelings so for me yeah I, they said Alan on was fluff, open speaking meters, they, it's just rubbish. So for me, right. I didn't agree with that. So I got I stopped doing those types of meetings, but I still take people through the book. Mm. And then what I went on to do is Alan on, I do ACA over there. I mean, it's been 26 years since I've done those meetings, 25 years since I've done those meetings. I mean, it's a long time. Mm. So yeah. I don't know what crew, what the atmosphere is now, but I say only because, see, I have friends that are um, just at, like an addict or an alky that basically could do the big book step study, 12 steps, 
and they're all set. Like they can just do turnarounds and good. They don't have the um, anxiety disorder. They didn't have the traumatic childhood like me. I don't want to compare. I just know that some people are better with newcomers just saying, sit down front and shut up, and, and they're helping the real tough ones that are rebellious. Me, I just find in my recovery, I'll help anybody, but I usually uh, can help people that really, you know, have, um, I don't know, just maybe have had a traumatic childhood. Or, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I, I can but only you, give what of my path. The, the experiences <laughs> yeah. that you have have happened to you so that you yeah. could help people with those experiences. Exactly. That's like, all. I've, yeah. Like, my, my recovery hasn't been, you know, peaches and cream. Yeah. I've been through everything that could possibly happen to a normal person it, out yeah. there in the world, but it's happened to me in recovery. Like, yeah. And it's all happened so that I have that experience to share with someone else. And, 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 it's, and it's all in how I look at it. And, and I don't think... Th- I, I'm at such a place now where I used to look at the old timers. They were so laid back that like just relax. Now I'm so, like I'm like everybody's got their own path, and there mm. isn't any perfect right way. Is all I'm right, saying. Right. So and plus, I, I agree with that. There's no monopoly on it. And you know that is a failing. That's a failing of the of the uh, the big book step study. But I think that there's excellent uh, there's excellent stuff there. There is oh, yeah. to be stuff. had, but it's just not. The it doesn't have a monopoly on recovery. No, it's it separates. No. no, and if you really think about it, if you really just take what Dr. Bob and Bill Wilson meant, they didn't do what maybe some of the groups were doing with you can't speak. They never said that. Right. You know what I mean? Or, or right. if you you shouldn't ever have to do a fourth again. You know, like you can do it. They didn't say that. You know what I mean? Like they right. take it so some people take it everything so literal, but yeah, it's right. also an ego thing because I've seen people that have done certain steps not just the big book but if they think it's the own right way they're almost buying into the kool-aid of we don't ever have to do any more work now we're in a power because we what can did, what did, sponsor. what did jimmy bradley say uh, the spiritual ego oh yeah spiritual ego. i got yeah, in a yeah. fight with a guy in mary lou's and i hate to even admit this once about 15 <laughs> years ago this is this is just humanness of me i mean i was also beating myself up afterwards but <laughs> i'm in mary lou's Braintree, and there was a newcomer girl i just saw at an open speaker meeting and he's standing there with the big book and I heard him behind the counter and saying, don't go to open speaker AA or any of that other stuff. It's rubbish. I got so mad. <laughs> all these other girls that are in Mary Lou's working there with other customers. I went up and I said, oh, that's terrible. I said, Talk to Bob and Bill Wilson would roll over in their graves if they heard you right now. What about the spirit and the heart? And I said to the girl, here's my number. And he said, excuse me, do you even, have you done it? I said, yes, I did. I helped start the Braintree meeting on Wednesday back in 92, 3 or 4. And he went, do you even know what a turnaround is? I said, boyfriend, I said, I got sheets of stuff that you're probably using on doing the turnaround. I just said, he said, well, let's start this conversation all over. We should have amends. And I said, look, I go, I just wish you peace, but don't, don't do that. That's yeah. terrible. And I just yeah. walked out. And then when I stopped, <laughs> the people behind the counter and the customers all had jaws open. Like they thought we were Looney Tunes talking yeah, about like, this. Yeah, like what the hell are <laughs> they talking about? <laughs> like, what's a turnaround? Like, <laughs> turn, what? Oh, I go, Merrily, you just embarrassed We call it a rotary yourself. here. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe I should have minded my own business, but I just felt really protective of that newcomer. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. And I was wrong, too. It can be too. confusing, yeah. It can be confusing, but yeah. I just felt protective because it, you know, I just, I don't know. My heart is more like with Dr. Bob and Bill Wilson, not with anybody See, I've, doing See, I've been in the same, same scenario where all these young kids come in and they go right into these, yeah. like, serious 12-step step. meetings, yeah. right? And they're like, oh, this, those old timers in the 1990 and this and that. And I'm like, you know, this, this guy's been in an open speaker meeting for 40 years. Listen, you have no idea what that guy has done when you weren't looking. He don't talk about it. He's humble. Right. Like, yeah. you, you, why, why is it 90 and 90? Do you understand that concept? Because they say it takes 90 days to form a habit. For, right. for the for the physical brain to form a habit. So you go to 90 meetings in 90 days, so you form the habit of going to meetings. There's you know? just t- tricks and tools. Yeah, it's, and, but all yeah. the slogans are there for a reason. And like, so when I hear these young youngsters and, and people coming in, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. 
Not, you're, you're separating you're separating yeah, Alcoholics don't Anonymous. Don't be exclusionary. Or, and, yeah. And, and just trust that God's going to show you the path. They're going to show it. God's going to show them their path. Yeah. And don't, you don't have to tell them, don't do this because it's bad for you. Right. You just but you tell know, them, it's going to be normal, too. <laughs> I think, don't use. You know, at, at risk it sounding like a, a hypocrite, too, it's just that I had a bad experience in that chapter of time mm. with the big book. Yeah. And that oh, was yeah. my experience also being sensitive and everybody was pretty rigid and no offense to males. But it was all like, oh, if you have a feeling, um, if you still have fear, then you haven't done the process right. I mean, I, I'm like, are you kidding? I didn't even know I had an anxiety disorder. And I'm sitting there. I remember sitting in my bed going, um, it meant, I'll do the fear prayer and my fears won't go away and I'm not doing it right. Like, that's how innocent I was. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's just a group of people. Okay. But I have to honestly say some of the best tools I got is just pulling that big book out because there's mm, some yeah. valuable tools. My, yeah. my thing to say is that there's other tools and yes – Going just to some of the open speaker meetings, I really didn't. I didn't grow a whole lot just from those here on a right. junk log over and over. Right, like right. the meat and potatoes, like the big book is like some of the best tools in depth. But we're lucky today. There was a chapter of time they were doing the big book early on, and then there was some years where, you know, we don't have social media. We don't have these great spiritual speakers. Some of the old timers did back then just do the speaker meetings. Right. And so yeah. they the were. The most important meeting. Yeah. The most important book around is the meaningless book. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Those, they were just misinformed. And they learned yeah. as they got along. But I think we're lucky right now in our recovery time. Mm. I mean, we're so lucky because in the world today, in these past couple of decades, people are picking up the big book everywhere doing all sorts of different versions. Yeah. Wally and, and the Joe and Charlie tapes. Oh, Joe and, the and Charlie. Old big Love book. them. I mean, there's so many, but also the other program, 12 Steps, and all the spiritual stuff that's out there, and all the emotional stuff, and counseling, and recognizing that yep. you're not just a loser if, I mean, we're, we're realizing that everybody, most people have a secondary addiction, I mean, a disorder besides right. substance abuse. Back then, they were like, I remember people saying, don't do medication. Now it's like, oh my God, yeah. it's separate. I'm not, I'm not a doctor. I can't tell you not to I take can't medication. either. I mean, right. you know, but it's like yeah. nowadays, like I could be feeling a ty- certain type of way and I can't like really put my finger on it, yeah. but I could be scrolling Facebook and there it is right there. I'm reading it like, oh my God, that's exactly like how I feel. Just because oh, someone, yeah. just because someone shared it, you know, and I right. may not have been able to identify it, No, and the, but yeah. now I'm reading this, this little story that someone shared and it's like, yeah. holy crap. Now I understand why I felt that way. I mean, it's a blessing and a curse, the whole social media in the world. I mean, I got to say, we always joked about when, um, oh, God, was it Phil Donahue, then Oprah, and when they first came out with all these discussions and Dr. Phil, and I know we're all so sick of all of them, but let me tell you something. Back then, people didn't know it was dysfunction. We needed those shows to even say what it is for somebody that was probably doing that stuff in their own home to realize this yeah. is bad. Right. Oh, I'm so, not surprised. That's why it was so popular. Because this it was so, like, Jerry Springer and all that. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> because you wouldn't want to get the cliche to be that Jerry Springer. I, person, right. Right? I went to a, um, in Sarasota, Florida, I went to a detox down there. Guess who was on the board of directors of First Step Sarasota? Jerry Springer. Really? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, the good news is the bad news is the social media. The good news is the social media because yeah. I mean, and I'm looking now too at like people growing up, and, and I love seeing guys cry, like no, people that aren't even in a program, like feelings and crying, and I mean, maybe that'll help people that are alkies and drug addicts. Yeah. Like like we all grew up in the generation where I I think that there was spanking, wooden spoons. I'll give you something to cry about. Yep. My parents right. were loving people, but they said that stuff because everyone else said it. Yeah. That's right. We wouldn't yep. do it today, half that stuff. But there was a generational piece that went on, not yep. talking about your feelings, you know? And yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. So if it helps the newer people today get into things, I hope so. Yes, you absolutely. Know. All right. All right. All right. That was fantastic. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we did awesome. Wrap it up. Thank you, Riley. That was great. sit around and have coffee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know, yeah. yeah we'll come over it. and visit. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, we're on lolterms.com. Uh, yep, we're website. on Google Play, uh, iTunes. iTunes. Please subscribe. You can subscribe through the website. The audio podcast is fantastic. Yes. you Because you, uh, you can listen to it at any time, and you can go back through all the episodes that we've had. They're all available on, on the website. 
or on iTunes or on Google Play, and uh, it helps us uh, support uh, supports us and lets us continue to get this message out. Yep. Um, and we were also just put on uh, soberworks.com with an X. Um, which yeah. has tons of resources. You know, there's other podcasts on there. There's radio shows. Um, there's, there's just everything, everything. And check out the um, few quick videos that we did from the Revelations Recovery First Annual yeah, uh, that was fantastic. We uh, both ended up wearing the awards shirt banquet. today. Yeah, wasn't I know. Planned, That's, but, this uh, wasn't planned, but Derek, there you go. <laughs> there hey. you go, Derek. What's up? Um, because, <laughs> actually, you might like this. The the lady at the Abington... Um, Polish club? No, no, no. There's oh, a, 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 a graffiti event. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes. That's graffiti um, event. It wow. is 24hrpower.com. Uh, 24 wow. And, like... Tagging like all sober stuff. Recovery graffiti. Yes, I, I love it. Yeah, so yeah. many things That's like our cool. that. That event was amazing to see all the people that are in all different fields, all different treatment centers, all come together for one cause to yep. help people recover. Great. It was amazing. You so, guys are doing great. Thank work. you very I'm much. So happy thank you. Be. All right. Thanks. Peace. All right. That's a wrap. Peace. Stay sane and I